I don't have a song today and it's get fade with the podcast. I usually sing so bright and early in the morning, but it's almost noon. And so this is late. So I'm yes. out, I'm out of lyrics, <laughs> not a morning bird <laughs> songbird this morning. <laughs> oh my goodness. But welcome back to the podcast. I am your co-host Holly Stark Lockett. I am your co-host Mary Sorensen, almost late law because I will be going to the, um, social security office at some point. So we're getting I'm there. Going, I am going this month. <laughs> now that it's October, I'm going, actually, I should say I'm going back this month since I already tried, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, I have to go this month because next month I have to renew my license and get all that done. So all we got to get, stuff. we got to get ahead of the game, all the fun um, but welcome back. We have a guest today. Yeah. So we have Laura Wilson, who is the owner and founder of Natural Pilates and Natural Pilates TV, which is very exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, it's very on par that we had her on since I'm moving into like my Pilates stage of fitness for rehabbing my knee. And she kind of talked about that. Um, so that was just amazing to kind of hear about her process and like know that she's got a website like I'm definitely going to be checking that out and trying to do some of her at home ones Mm -hmm. to get into the rhythm of that and what she was saying with like the mind body um we'll talk about this in the outro I don't know you guys gotta hear about it first I'm excited yeah it's it's I'm getting into my Pilates era so it was very interesting to talk to her so with Uh that With that, before we jump in, just wanted to see, did you have a good week this week? Uh, yes, I did. I rested my knee. I was sick. So I guess I didn't have a good week. <laughs> you know, it turns out I was wrong. It was good in the sense that like, I got my head back in line, even though I was like sick and like resting. Mm-hmm. I think it was like helpful because if I was just resting because of my knee, I would have kind of felt like down and out, you know, when you like can't work out and things like that, but being sick, it kind of made it like, oh, well, there's two reasons now that I can't do that. So, um, that was good. I got my knee drained, so it feels a lot better by just kind of moving forward, trying to figure out what the root of the cause is. So what about you, Holly having a coughing attack over there? Oh my goodness. Yes. How Um, was your week? My week wasn't too bad. I, um, had a um little birthday celebration I suppose you could say on Friday me and Brandon uh, both took off work so work week I mean was you know same old same old I was gonna say um, this is your birthday weekend yeah my birthday is officially tomorrow actually when the episode releases happy birthday Mm -hmm. to me Um, oh yeah (laughs) happy birthday in the future Um, but on Friday, we actually drove out to the old neighborhood that, uh, was actually my first place that I lived like outside of like college, basically, mm-hmm. um, to our third host of the podcast, me and Haley, uh, <laughs> We drove out to see and kind of drive through, I should say, our old neighborhood. And then there is a restaurant we used to love going to out there. So we went out there for breakfast, which I haven't been to that place in like, I don't know, five years, six years, something like that. So it's been super long. So that was nice to just be there again. And then mm-hmm. we went to the pumpkin patch, which is like our annual thing. Um, and then we went to Old Navy and then got some new flannels and some new sweaters for my birthday from Brandon. So that was fun. Um, and then yesterday I got to spend time with his family and we did a little birthday celebration of pizza and cards against humanity. <laughs> That's amazing. So that sounds like the perfect birthday in your thirties. Exactly. Yeah. It's been great. And then today we're just, you know, hanging around, chilling and 
yeah, it's been, it's, it's been an all right week. It's just a lot going on. I feel like every weekend this month that, you know, just like living, living to get through some of the weeks to get to the, the fun stuff. <laughs> there you go. That's what you gotta do. <laughs> uh, but with that, let's go ahead and jump into the episode and we'll see you guys on the other side. We are so excited to have another amazing guest today. So today we're joined by Laura Wilson of Natural Pilates. So thank you, first of all, for being so much, for being so much. We can never speak on this podcast. First of all. <laughs> thank you so much for being part of this podcast and being here today. But um, to get started, can you just launch into more about your fitness journey and how you started getting into Pilates and finding this way of life for yourself? Uh, hi, guys. My name is Laura Wilson. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. Um, I'd love to share my story with you guys. Uh, I'm originally from Romania. And uh, when I was a kid or teenager, uh, I used to be in an archery team, in national archery team. So fitness was always part of my life. Um, I learned to compete. I learned to be disciplined. I learned to, uh, you know, try harder and harder every day. So when I moved in America, um, I used to do, you know, like a regular job on cleaning and hotels. And then I upgraded with being a hostess in a restaurant. And then um, I upgraded by doing massage therapy because that was like the closest to, you know, you know, health and fitness. And uh, in my journey of massage therapy, I started working in this physical therapy office um, called Rapid Rehab that is not in business anymore, but they used to do Pilates for rehabilitation. And it really sparked an interest on maybe changing careers from, you know, doing massages where at that point I was doing massages for about three years into helping people with their, you know, physical condition. And, uh, you know, that was my intro in the Pilates world. And I didn't really know what it was. I just dived right in. I was like, oh, I like this machine. I'm just going to go to school and learn how to do it. <laughs> and once I started, I could just never stop learning. So it's been 17 years now of continuously learning and developing my own style and working with a lot of uh, renowned doctors um, for orthopedic doctors for spine, hip, um, uh, ankle, knees, and uh, I'm just really lucky to be exposed to all that knowledge and to be able to share it with other people. Definitely. And I'm curious to when in your journey with kind of finding Pilates, did your business decide to come into place? And when did you decide to really launch natural Pilates? Well, it actually happened quite fast because uh, prior to going to Pilates school, I used to have a little studio where I used to do massages. Uh, on a side of having the job in a physical therapy office. So when I finished Pilates school, which was like, I think it took me like three months to complete everything because I was like really hungry to start working. Um, I um, found the space, which I'm still in today, but it's like uh, four times bigger than it used to be. <laughs> <laughs> and I used to, I bought two machines and I bought like a piece of, it's called Cadillac, which is kind of like a trapeze table. And I used to do massages there too. So I changed my practice from one place to the other. So really the transition happened right away. And uh, I was really fortunate because 
you know, my first location was in Beverly Hills across the street from the Peninsula Hotel, which is still there today. But um, the neighborhood was pretty amazing and they start sending me a lot of clients. So, you know, I start from the first month being profitable, which was amazing, you know. And the original name of the brand was Natural Pilates and Body Works just because I was doing Pilates and I was doing Body Works as well. Mm -hmm. Nowadays, it becomes a little bit more Natural Pilates versus Natural Pilates and Body Works because I don't do body work anymore. Um, Even though I went to a lot of courses where, you know, we did a lot of manual therapy like muscle testing, um, figure out the ranges of motion for different uh, bodies for different people so you can really kind of try to create the individualized program for every single person so uh, we still have the body works into Pilates but it's more Pilates now than body works so um, yeah I feel like back when you started it Pilates wasn't very popular as opposed to like I feel like right now it's having like a resurgence did you see any of that well, when I started, we literally did appointments by hand. And I was telling somebody, it's like, you guys do not understand that we used to call one person at a time to remind them about their appointment. When now with Mind Body, people are scheduling themselves online. Mm-hmm. They get text reminders. I mean, the, the scheduling system, it's so much easier. And even if it's not always perfect, it's so much better than what it used to be. So when clients call and complain about the software and I'm like, okay, we're still so lucky to have this. You have no idea. So that's kind of how I started. And yeah, maybe, I mean, you know, in Beverly Hills, I had a lot of clients. They used to do Pilates for 50 years. Um, oh, really? With, yeah. With people like with Kim Lee, like people that are like old in the Pilates industry. And that was the time when, um, uh, uh, it was a lot, a couple of Pilates in Merlo's place, uh, still there. They're, they've been there for a long time that they're not there anymore. So I can say I'm probably one of the oldest Pilates studio around the area. I mean, 17 years sounds like a long time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's so awesome. So, That's been so long. Uh, yeah. And like with having such a length of time with your business now, what have you found as maybe one are some of the hardest challenges you face with just running a business and being an owner of a very profitable and successful business? I think the challenge changes over time. So when I started the business, um, my own, my challenge was to get clients in and to keep the clients, one client at a time. And then slowly I start hiring people one at a time. And then, you know, I start remodeling the space and I start like I mean it it was like a growth process it wasn't like oh I'm gonna open a huge Pilates studio here it is and it's all done so you know it was a process of we used to move the machines from room to room and rearrange things like you know how you live in an apartment for a long time Mm -hmm. and it's like "Mm, I don't like how this looks let me change (laughs) it around (laughs) yes so I think I think over time it's been a changing uh process of like from changing the equipment around to changing our procedures, to, you know, improving what we're doing. And, you know, today, you know, now I'm having five studios. So 
my challenge now it's a lot different than when I used to have one studio, right? Because sure. first of all, I need to make sure that all the studios are running the same. We have the same protocols and procedures in place. Uh, we have the same follow-up system, which is a little bit difficult when you get from three people involved in a business now to 35 people involved mm-hmm. in a business. So um, it's definitely a lot harder to manage 35 people, 35 minds on how can we get this done in the same way, but really be consistent in our follow-ups and in our uh, you know, procedures that we follow. Um, yeah, so I think that's one of the main challenges. A second challenge, when I started, I didn't really care so much about competition because as you said, there weren't so many Pilates mm-hmm. studios around. Um, so we got to become one of the best Pilates studios in Beverly Hills and we still are. Um, but I got to train a lot of the my staff and a lot of my staff left and opened their own Pilates studios oh, within wow. a very close proximity. So now, you know, now my style became other people's styles. So I think because in California, you know, I mean, we're doing Pilates. So Pilates, it's a general form of exercise. Mm -hmm. So even if you have your own style and, you know, people say, oh my gosh, this is natural Pilates style. Anybody could go away and start their own studio and they call it their own style, even though they teach everything they learned from me. And they say, well, I I changed this or I changed that. So, you know, everybody has the right to, you know, to grow and to evolve, which I totally understand and I totally respect. Um, But that's been one of the challenges because now at this point we have like two other people that branched out and they teach natural Pilates style, even though they never said thank you or recognize um, the influence they got from us. And, you know, I have my own teachers and I have my own uh, mentors that, you know, I learned from Mm -hmm. and, Mm -hmm. you know, and we are in a very close connection and we kind of do the same thing too. But every time I talk to them and I'm like, Oh my God, thank you so much. Like you inspire me so much. I think it's so powerful to be able to acknowledge and to to know the people that help you in your journey and to get somewhere, you know? Definitely. Um, The third uh, challenge probably at this point in time is social media. Um, You know, when I started, we didn't have social media. I didn't have an Instagram presence till probably three years ago or four years ago. Yeah, because I don't know, the studio was busy. I wasn't really... I didn't know. I'm like, I'm not 17, 18, you know, the young generation (laughs) is really into like social media stuff. And I wasn't so much. Um, I didn't really understand the power of it. And now, um, obviously, we spend a lot of time and effort into, you know, trying to reach as many people as we can, because uh, I think we have a good uh, method that could help a lot of people feel better, and, uh, you know, improve their physical condition. And, you know, nowadays, because of the pandemic, we developed an online exercise program. So now it's not that we only reach out to the people in our community, but we could also help other people that live in other countries or in other areas of the con- uh, our country in the USA. So it's been pretty amazing to see like the changes that occurred during the pandemic and you know where we are today versus where we were 
two and a half years ago. <laughs> yeah. I was going to ask, cause I had seen a lot of the like, um, virtual classes and things like that offered. And so I was going to ask you if that was something you guys had started doing during the pandemic or for, if it was before, um, and you kind of, I'm sure boomed then during the pandemic. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, before the pandemic, everybody was like, you should do an online subscription. You should do an online subscription. And I was like, uh, yeah, that's the plan in the future, you know? And I've been practicing on, I bought myself two cameras and keep practicing on filming and trying to get the correct lighting and the correct frames in. And it seemed like I was never able to get to the point where I was happy. Mm -hmm. So two years into it, the pandemic hit. And the first week of the pandemic, I literally put the cameras in a studio. I had at that point, two cameras and the cell phone. And I started filming myself. And the quality was really good because I had enough practice of failing. So <laughs> <laughs> I hired an editor right away and we started, you know, developing the Natural Pilates TV um, subscription, which we still have it today. It was definitely very helpful during the pandemic. It's still good now, but I feel like people nowadays, they want to go back into the studio more. Mm -hmm. They still use the platform to... Um, you know, do a couple of math workouts at home if they need to. But our platform doesn't just offer math Pilates, it offers also reformer. And we do a lot of uh, live stream classes through the app. So uh, people actually can get um, to work out from their home weekly with us on the same subscription price, which is a really, really good deal. And they get to experience the style from their home. Um, so over time, a lot of people that have machines at home came to the studio and they were like, oh my gosh, I wish you guys would be in Chicago or, oh my gosh, I wish you guys would be here. And now I'm like, just buy yourself a machine and zoom in and all the classes, you rather spend money on the machine and pay monthly and still be able to take classes because if you would come to the studio, you would pay so much more for those classes, you know? Sure. Mm -hmm. So I think it's just a great, um, addition to, to the value of our business. Um, but then we use it a lot for training other trainers, like a lot of our new trainers, for example, we open New York studio. Uh, they use it to observe classes so they can get accustomed to the style. Um, they use it to take classes so they feel the style. And then we do have a section on the subscription that is workshops and um, um, other uh like specialty, I would say, workshops with doctors that we film that not a lot of people will have access to it. Yeah. And uh, we do have the anatomy workshop that we use for our teacher training program. So it's been really valuable on me recording information and me not having to keep repeating myself over and over again. So now when people want to learn and I say, go to the, go to the website, and there's the workshop you can do it and if you have any questions please let us know mm -hmm. another great thing is that all these workshops are accredited nationally so people actually can get their credits um, by watching it and then having a small exam after that just to make sure they understood and they took the information that they had to at the end of it so that's amazing uh, yeah it's been a process I'm sure it has. <laughs> yeah. And I was going to say it, it does. So where we're at, there's not very many Pilates studios, like anywhere. It's mostly like 
like yeah it's like in this like in yeah in downtown Chicago we have like locations so I think that that's amazing that there's online services for that too because for your business I mean we can't you know we're not coming to New York or Beverly Hills and everything like that all the time so it'd be nice to like have that in our homes Mm-hmm. I honestly tell people all the time, it's like put $2,000 on your credit card and buy a machine and then pay it off every month. Like you would pay off a membership at the Pilates studio where you go mm-hmm. and yeah. then just zoom, zoom in in your Pilates class is the best investment you will ever make in my opinion. But I'm, you know, I'm a Pilates freak. So, <laughs> <laughs> so maybe I would buy a Pilates machine before I buy a diamond. So. <laughs> That's fair. Same here. (laughs) (laughs) That's too funny. Uh, Kind of going with another type of challenge. I know that you have some younger little ones yourself. So I'd love to hear with becoming a mom throughout your business journey, how that kind of worked as you were building a business, a growing business and having kids and how you've stayed balanced with being a mom and an entrepreneur. Well, what happened is at the beginning of my career, I used to work 6 a.m. to 8 p.m. every day and um, I used to work hard and then I used to take like three good vacations a year which was amazing but after a while it got to a point where I was like I'm it's too much like I'm working 60 hours a week Um, I don't you know I'm not I feel like I'm not growing I'm not learning what's the next step? And I'm like, let's have a kid. (laughs) It's like, okay, how would the kid make the situation better? You know? Uh Well, it actually, for me, it doesn't work because when I had my baby, it kind of forced me to take a little bit of break and forced Mm -hmm. me to pull my schedule back, which was amazing. It gave me a different kind of balance, you know, not just Mm -hmm. doing same thing, 6 a.m. to 8 p.m., but now I was teaching from 6 a.m. to 2 p.m. and then I was going home. So that for me, it really brought balance, even though for a lot of people, that sounds like a lot of work. Uh, then, you know, we have one kid, we got to have another kid, you know. Meantime, when I was pregnant with my second one, we opened, um, I think, one of the studios, one of the first studios. Uh, not one of the second studios, the second studios after the first. (laughs) (laughs) So straight from the hospital, from giving birth, I'm going to the bank and I'm getting a check to write for the, for the lease, for the new space. And, you know, second time I was already a pro with doing this. I stayed home only one week and then slowly I start going back into the office. And, uh, you know, my employees were laughing at me because I was, I literally gave birth at like, 12 a.m. and at 3 a.m. I was checking emails because my husband was sleeping <laughs> next to me and my baby was sleeping and I was up and I was bored. <laughs> I got a little something to do. <laughs> so, you know, that that was the joke for a very long time. And uh, you know, I feel like having two kids, it really like brought a lot of joy. And even in the moments when I was super stressed out with work, I would come home. And when you hug your kid, it's just it, releases hormones in your body that you can't really explain and it really calms your body so much that for me it was like a really good balance to to have between work and home life Um, and then I stopped traveling I didn't travel so much I didn't want to travel as much anymore and you know my focus was on just growing the business and just be home with the kids and you know now they're six and nine so now they're at the age where 
I can push them to do sports and I can push <laughs> them to to you know to do better and it's it's a huge difference when you have a two-year-old three-year-old that you know all they do is yell and you take them to the park and it's like <laughs> only cuteness and it's so much better when they grow up a little bit and you can actually have a conversation with them and you know they understand healthy eating and they understand the value of exercising and they you know they look at my job and they just love it and they want to someday be instructors themselves you know so I don't know what's going to be in the future but I just love to see them so involved into sports and fitness and hopefully they can um, help other people and other kids to stay healthy and to teach other kids how to eat clean and you know and have a balance because it's not just about eating clean all the time Mm -hmm. it's about really a balance between okay some days you can have candy and some days you cannot, you know, or if you eat candy, you got to have some earth food, you know, like some <laughs> carrots and some peppers and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's been an interesting journey. And I feel like for them right now, because they're at the great age where they actually understand things, um, it's just so much better to embed them with good values and the right thing to do on, you know, if you ever use social media or any kind of platforms like that, you better use it for a good purpose. And that's to influence other kids or other people to want to do more, you know, and to, to better themselves. So mm-hmm. that's our plan at this point. <laughs> I, love you, I, I think it's also amazing that they get to see you, you know, a woman in power, have her, like have your own business and learn those values too. And know that, you know, a nine to five in a corporate situation is not the only way you can also be like an entrepreneur. I think that's an awesome yeah, role model. It, it is, but there's days when I'm so stressed out and I get, you know, I get home and I still work and now they're older so now they're like mommy put your phone down mommy stop working Mm -hmm. you know so you know it takes a lot of willpower to actually when you get home to disconnect for a couple of hours Mm -hmm. and just you know be with your family and not continue working because Mm -hmm. people like me are you know obsessed with work so (laughs) it's a problem (laughs) I wouldn't say it's a positive thing necessarily but like for example, my daughter asked me yesterday, she's like, mommy, how people become rich? And I was like, well, you know, people are not, not all the people are born. Some people are born rich, but not all the people are born rich in the world. So the way to do it is when you leave my house, she's like, are you kicking me out? And I'm like, I'll (laughs) never kick you out. But I'm like, when you're going to grow up, you're going to want to go to college. And if you choose to go to college, you may have a better job than if you don't choose to go to college. So if you have a better job, you may make more money than what you need to live. So when you make more money, you can save some. So that's how you become wealthy by saving and by making more than what you need. Even though we know the more we make, the more we spend. <laughs> but definitely. But but for me, because I know how stressful it is to be an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. and I know how. You know, it takes a lot to to take so much risk. You know, I want them to focus on going to school, getting a good degree. And then if they want to do and be an entrepreneur on the side, they could do that. And I want them to have an option on where, like, if there is for them to go get a job, you know, a good job, they can make a mm-hmm. lot of money. 
and not so much stress, they could do that. Or if they want to become an entrepreneur and have their own business, then they could do that too. Kids are very smart. So they ask a lot of questions about how things work. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like, where did you get your first credit card? How did it happen? And I'm like, (laughs) well, it's not about getting credit. It's about making money and have your own money. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And knowing your options. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, it's important for them to understand how finance work and, you know, how they want you to spend their money, because a lot of the kids today, they spend money on plastics. I call it plastics, which are all these toys that they only play with it a couple of times and then they end up in a trash is bad for mm-hmm. environment. And, you know, they don't really appreciate it, you know, and we spend a lot of money on plastics when the kids are little, they want something parents buy right away, you know, Mm -hmm. but nowadays when they're older, they don't really care so much about those, you know, and, you know, mostly now they're in clothes, right? Everything changes over time, like business too. Mm -hmm. the focus changes, the, you know, the intention changes. So, you know, it, it happens in life in general. Yeah. And I'm curious to know if someone was listening to this episode and they are a new entrepreneur, what advice would you give them just starting out? I think the patience and the ability to change uh, when you have to change. So, and I think in business, you have to change all the time Mm -hmm. and you have to mold based on what the market is telling you and based on what, what you see, like, don't be resistant in making a change like for example when the pandemic happened um i kind of knew about it two weeks prior because i'm from romania so Mm -hmm. i don't know if you guys remember but in europe it hit first Mm -hmm. so i knew something is going to be bad like i I just felt it and i told all my friends and they're like i think you're crazy you know (laughs) and then when it actually happened i was prepared and next day when we shut down, which was March 15 or 16, we had a full schedule of online classes. And, you know, we mobilized all the props we had in the studio and we had people come pick them up so they can work out from home. Nobody really knew what's happening or how long these things will, will mm-hmm. you know, will be. But, you know, I think one thing that I did well and, you know, I'm trying to keep doing well is try to adapt and change to the situation, you know, because if you don't, you're going to lose, you know, like if I wouldn't have done that right away, uh, probably my business would have not um, survived during the pandemic. So, uh, you know, you never know as a business owner what the outcome is going to be. But as I tell to my instructors many times, we are only responsible for the efforts, not the outcome. So the most we do, the best we can every single day. that's all we could do. We can't really control what the outcome is going to be. Sometimes it's going to be good. Sometimes it's going to be bad. And we just have to deal with the consequences of whatever the outcome is. So um, that that's what I would say. But, you know, it's important because I'm from Romania and I grew up with nothing. Uh, and coming to America and having five studios at this point, it's really important to, to keep dreaming and to do something about it, not just keep dreaming. Because sometimes people just dream about something, but they don't put in the work mm-hmm. that it takes. Like many times, like I say, a lot of people don't understand what I do because I don't just teach, but many times I'm, I wake up at four and I do a lot of admin work and, you know, I work 
nonstop. I clean machines. I put machines together. I fix machines. And nobody really knows because they just come to work and everything gets set in place, you know? Mm-hmm. And many times you can't just afford to hire people to do every single, every single thing sure. you need to do because everything costs money, you know? Yeah. So I basically learned to be a handyman, uh, equipment fixer, <laughs> social media, editing, taking pictures. I mean, <laughs> I do whatever it takes. Like my designer said, we need some pictures of the new studios. And I'm like, okay, let me go. I took my camera. I went and I took some pictures. Uh, I'm not an expert in photography, but I did the best I could. Uh, (laughs) At least so we get new pictures in, you know? I love it. So, yeah. So I think ability to change and ability to adapt. It's one of the biggest things that, you know, we need to do as business Mm -hmm. owners. Um, as you guys know, humans don't like to change often. So (laughs) (laughs) very hard, but it's, it's usually needed. Not all the time, but usually needed. (laughs) If somebody would tell you like, can you get up tomorrow and move to another country? Like you'd be like, no, (laughs) you know, because it takes a lot of like, okay, what what do I need to do today? Mm -hmm. Dum, 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 dum. It's done. You know, like, you can wait for things to happen. You mm-hmm. have to make the change quick. Definitely. Like many times I, I ask for things to get done. And by the time they get done, I'm like, oh my God, I, I, I want to do them today. And my staff know that about me. Like when I ask something, I usually like want it done really quick because, you know, we don't have time to, to waste because every day is time and money. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's important on like not taking forever to get things done. Definitely. We've got um, two signature questions that we like to ask every guest on the uh, podcast. And so my signature question for you is, what are three things that you are grateful for today, Laura? Well, first, I'm very grateful for my family. My husband is very supportive and he's very good dad. Uh, I'm grateful for my kids. They're really good kids. And, um, you know, I couldn't ask for anything better. They're very athletic and they're listen good listeners most of the time (laughs) time. um but hopefully they would be you know good humans taking good choices and last thing i'm very grateful for the community of employees people friends um that i built through natural pilates because when i moved to america i didn't really know many people right and Mm -hmm. pilates massage therapy really helped me build that community and never feel like I'm alone and, you know, just feel like I'm loved all the time by, you know, all my clients and all the people that come through the studios and they love it. It's just such an amazing feeling that you get when people appreciate what you do and you see that they change and you see that you help them as well. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I was telling my husband yesterday, I'm like, I wouldn't want to change anything in my life right now. I just want to stop the time, which is a little bit impossible. <laughs> yeah. I, love that. I don't want my kids to grow anymore. I love this ages. And, uh, you know, obviously I want my business to keep growing, but, you know, we'll see what the future brings. We just do the best we can one day at a time. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, my signature question is what content, whether it be, movies, podcasts, books, should people be consuming right now? Like, what would you recommend to someone? 
Uh, I mean, it's very uh, individual, right? I never, I rarely watch TV. My kids and my husband watch TV all the time, but it's <laughs> nice. <laughs> it's nice to watch a movie and disconnect from your, what you're doing in your daily life because mm-hmm. movies bring you in a different dimension. Mm-hmm. Um, podcasts definitely help you inspire what you're doing. So if you look for that inspiration, I would say definitely podcasts. Uh, if you're a reader, a book, I don't, I don't really read much. My mom never pushed me to read. I, I don't know. I was just never a good reader. And for me, it's more valuable to hear things mm-hmm. or to see things. That's how I learn. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, I don't know. For me personally, I think I like to listen to a lot of music that makes me relaxed and happy. And I don't really relax. I don't really know how to relax. So <laughs> I don't really have time to read books, but I like to, I would like to, do you know how many times I actually prepare my books to read them? I take them with me in a trips and then I end up just reading a couple of chapters and I'm, I can't do it anymore. And I don't have time <laughs> to do it anymore. Or, you know, movies, I only watch when I'm home. And I'm, it's because I'm getting pushed by my husband and my kids. But, you know, most of the time I really, when I have time, I use for working. It just makes me feel good. (laughs) I love working. No, I'm the same way with books. I think my books have seen more states and have never been read, but they've been brought (laughs) everywhere I go. Oh, goodness. Um, our last question for you is where can our listeners find you? Where can they connect with you? And is there anything we should expect next from you or, and or National Pilates? So uh, our website for our studios is naturalpilates.com. And right now we have five studios. All the contact information is on the website. Uh, if you want to work out from home, uh, the website is TV. Dot com, and you can subscribe there for either math, reformer, or all access if you want to do both. Uh, the plan for future is to hopefully expand the net nationwide. And right now we have five studios. I'm planning to raise some money and open 10 more studios. Uh, and then we'll see where it takes us, you know. But I definitely feel like I want to share my um what I created the method natural Pilates method with a lot of um you know the the people that I meet that they say oh my gosh natural Pilates is like so different and it's like like nothing I've done before and I'm like why because <laughs> <laughs> I I I think is the same but I uh-huh. think what we did there I think what we did different is really cut down the choreography and make the movements a lot simpler and help people feel where they should feel it mm-hmm. versus just moving without thinking what they're doing. And I think people really appreciate that, you know, sure. and we are not all dancers and we are not all love choreography. Like I don't love choreography. That's why I simplified everything. <laughs> and I think it has a good calling, you know, for people, but if anybody has any personal questions or health-related questions, fitness-related questions, my email address is laura.naturopilates at gmail.com. So laura.naturopilates at gmail.com. I'll be more than happy to help if I can. And uh, yeah, hopefully, you know, we can build a little bit of awareness for uh, 
you know, ki uh, kids on Pilates and uh, uh, fitness for kids, because I think it's important for the new generation to learn from the start, mm -hmm. you know, what's good mm -hmm. and not good to do. And that way they don't have to struggle with weight. They don't have to struggle yeah. with healthy eating off and on, because I think that's one of the main things that I see people struggle with. So definitely. And we'll have all of mm -hmm. Laura's information, email links, everything below is always in the show notes, but thank you so much for being yes, on the thank podcast. You. Thank you for sharing your story and just thank you for doing what you do. And I hope everything thank you. continues for you. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate. And thank you for spreading um, the love for health and fitness. Of course. Have a great rest of your day. You too. Oh my goodness. So now that we actually, you guys have heard the episode now, Mary can go on her gush, gush that she tried to go on before we even let you yes. listen. I apologize. Usually when we do the intro outro, it's not like directly after we interview someone. And so I was just like, still very riding the high of interviewing. Her. <laughs> she just um, got so excited. Yeah. She was just, it's amazing to hear her talk about her kids, especially and the way that she is, yes, she's running her business for revenue and to make money and things like that. But just to hear about the way that she's passing it down to her kids and wanting them to live their life and be in health and fitness and influence mm -hmm. children around them. Um, I just think that that's amazing. Yeah. I love that. How she said that too. Like if her kids are using social media, like using it in like a powerful, helpful way. Mm -hmm. And I was like, more people should teach their kids to use social media in that way. Maybe it would be like a little, a little different in, in some, uh, some of those spaces. Yeah. And just, I think it's so important. The message that she had, even at the end, just saying the way that her kids act and to show up as good humans. I think that that's the only thing that you can try to do as a parent mm -hmm. is try to create a good human yeah. and instill those values and obviously there's things that your kids are going to do that maybe, you know, you have no control over, mm -hmm. but as long as you're giving them those values and showing them, I think that that's awesome. And Definitely. just knowing their options. Like she said, she's like, I'm stressed all the time and like busy and doing this stuff. But yeah. at the same time, like, I hope that they know that they do have options and their career is going forward and what they mm -hmm. want to do. Yeah, definitely. And it was just kind of cool to hear like her story too, of like getting into fitness and then diving into like, you know, owning her own business and like teaching and, and the studio work so quickly. Um, yeah. because I didn't realize her, she's had national potty for that long. Like I, I had definitely seen that it had been around for a while, but 17 years is a long, you know, a long time, a long time. Yeah. Um, no, definitely, you know, if she was kind of one of the first ones in that area, you know, in Beverly Hills in California, like that's pretty cool. <laughs> And through the pandemic, when, you know, so much has shut down, especially studios and mm -hmm. to plan ahead and to, like she said, adapt and pivot. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Yeah, definitely. Um, and just like always, we'll have all of her information, like we said below. So if you guys want to jump in, if you are not near one of her studios, want to do mm -hmm. her, um, I almost said in-person classes. I meant virtual classes. <laughs> in <-home>. uh, <laughs> And we'll leave her email that she uh, mentioned at the end too. So that way, if you guys want to reach out with any questions that you do have, you can just grab it from below. But uh, Mary, to wrap up the episode, what is one thing you're grateful for? Well, I also just wanted to say, if anybody else wants to get into their Pilates phase of their life, 
please let me know because that's where I'm going right now. I'm shifting into the Pilates area. I love it. Um, that's why, again, I said it in the intro, but I was so excited to speak with her and just kind of hear more about it. Mm-hmm. And to hear her passion, it just made me so much more excited to start this journey. Um, but three things that I'm, did you say one thing I'm grateful for or three? One, one, but I'm saying, okay, cool. I'm good. No, I'm going one. I'm going <laughs> um, yesterday was my niece's birthday party. Oh. Her birthday is technically the 19th, but it was her birthday party yesterday. Her turn two. And Goodness. I am just so grateful for her. She is just a light. She's so goofy and funny and she's got her own little personality now. And I just absolutely love it. I like, all I, I came home last night and I was like, I don't even care. Cause I was like, I was going to wait until after my 30th birthday to have a kid. And now I'm just like, I don't care. Like, why do I need a birthday party? Like, I'll just have a kid. Yeah, why not? Like, okay. Like, He's like, okay, strap it down. Yeah. Just being around her just made me realize like, I want a little human. I get that. I get that. Yeah. <laughs> it's so like nieces are, they'll get you. Yeah. Yeah, they do. <laughs> so Holly, what are you grateful for? Um, I am grateful for, hmm, what am I grateful for today? So many things, so many things, so little time. I'm just kidding. Um, I would say my, my top gratitude item of the day, um, is just going to be Brendan. Uh, you know, my, my lovely husband, he made it a very special weekend for me and, um, you know, like, even though we just went to Old Navy and I like picked out my clothes, like. I'm excited because I didn't have a lot of, I haven't had a lot of clothes that fit me since I lost week. Cause I had to, yeah. I want to buy a bunch of clothes. I'm trying to save money. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, so it's nice, you know, just to actually get some clothes that fit me. And that's what my parents got me too was clothes. So um, yeah, I'm just grateful for my, my bubs. Yeah. And what a great trip around the, the world for you. Trip around the world. Is that the same? <laughs> I think it's a trip around the sun. Um, but another trip around the sun yeah that's you for, you, for your is, birthday because like I um, feel like this has been just such a great year for you like yeah. to wrap up and have your birthday tomorrow yeah it's been a very especially very thanks year. thanks to Brandon like he's been your grateful for for a lot of this year mm-hmm. yeah definitely especially you know still uh you know the work from home life you don't get mm-hmm. out very much so he's a uh, the only one I see. Constant. <laughs> He's my constant. <laughs> That's so oh, funny. I am going to ask you, because we haven't done it in a while, what piece of content have you been consuming, Holly? Yeah. Um, what have we been watching lately? Ooh, we have been slowly watching um, uh, House of Dragons. I was like, Game of okay. Thrones. And I was like, nope, it's not nope, that's not it. Uh, yes. So we, I think we're like two episodes behind. So we've been like actually pacing ourselves. I feel like through episodes, which nice. is not what we normally do through shows. Um, but I'm really liking it so far. Also Matt Smith. Uh, he's one of the actors. He plays the brother. Uh, I can't think of his name right now, but the long haired brother, essentially he is, I wouldn't know even if you said it. So okay. perfect. <laughs> uh, well for anyone else who's maybe seen it the long-haired <laughs> brother uh the targaryen brother uh he's from doctor who he's actually one of my favorite doctors of all oh, okay so you know it's really exciting to see him in a very very different role <laughs> yeah that's awesome like yeah he's he's kind of a dark character uh the doctor can be dark but this is a whole different level you know so it's very interesting to see him in something like that so yeah that's some of my that's my media what about you uh, I have been watching Desperate Housewives. 
I watched it when it was out and then I just like never finished it. I watched a lot of it, like a lot of the seasons, but like Mm -hmm. just never finished it because it was on TV and then it like I didn't have like I didn't watch TV for a really long time. Mm -hmm. Um, So I started watching that and um, our friends over at Fired Up podcast has started recording again what is <laughs> they, that? they just laughs a lot and then they come back and it's like now I, they had like three episodes oh my and God. I was like oh hello like my phone reminded me so I've been listening to them again so that's too funny the, those yeah. those nutheads yeah um, <laughs> but to wrap us up if you guys are interested in finding us on Instagram and, or reaching out to us about anything you've heard, want to hear guests, et cetera. Where can the listeners find us on Instagram? You can find us at get fitty with a pod, or they can email us at get fitty with a pod at gmail.com. And as always, we'll have all of those links below as well, because we are yes. linking it up. <laughs> LinkedIn. <laughs> we are LinkedIn. <laughs> we are not it's on LinkedIn, but with that, <laughs> We hope you guys have a beautiful week and we will see you back here next time. Bye.